Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Tuesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 and around the world on the iHeartRadio app. Ladies and gentlemen, we are getting closer and closer to football season. I've got some football topics we will get into today, including this one kind of floored me earlier. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. As I, I lose my breath there. Nick Saban was reportedly interested in leaving Alabama for another job. In 2013, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a suspension for a Kansas running back. What was he suspended for and why I think this may be silly. We'll also get into Major League Baseball today. And we'll talk about, are the balls juiced? Yes, Justin Verlander, your starter tonight if you're an American League fan. In the All-Star game, he is basically saying the balls are juiced. We'll talk about that a little bit later on with my buddy from the uh, my podcast, the uh, 803 Baseball Nerdcast. JR will join us here shortly. We'll talk about that. But the first thing I want to get into today is I was thinking about this last night and the past couple of days. You know, when you think about Clemson football, you think obviously they're one of the most dominant programs in college football right now. It's kind of hard to argue with what they've done. But they also seem to have like a constant theory. I don't know if it's a theory, but it's basically they try to give off the vibe like uh, I think Sweeney says it best. Like we're, we're just happy to be here. We're just it's just awesome that we're in the conversation. I think that's a load of crap. And, and I'll tell you why. If you go and you look on any website today and just Google top 25 football, you're going to find Clemson as the number one or the number two team in the country. Simple as that. If you Google top 25 coaches, you will find Dabo Sweeney in the top five pretty much on every article that you will find that is not written by a South Carolina fan that is upset with Clemson. If you Google best college quarterback, you will find Trevor Lawrence is the number one or number two guy, maybe behind Tua Tonga Viola, maybe. But the reality is, is that there's all of this stuff that makes Clemson awesome. And they, they're awesome on the football field. I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that. Going 15-0 last season really can make you an awesome program, regardless of uh, where you're at. But you know what? I think that Clemson has stepped out of the arena where they are 
oh, well, coming in with our hat in our hand and we're just supposed to be, we're just happy that we're here. Almost like the little brother that is on like the JV team that gets to go over to the varsity team and play. Kind of that theory. That's the vibe that you get from Clemson. That's what Coach Sweeney will feed you if you, if you let him. He's got like an all-shucks mentality. But when Clemson steps between those white lines on the field, it's absurd. And you can look at some of the numbers, and it'll make you kind of cringe a little bit. But it's almost insulting for, for people to sit here and say, you know what? Clemson's just, you know, kind of happy to be here. Oh, man, it's, it's almost like the little brother theory that, that comes out. The main numbers, four consecutive playoff appearances. It's, they've only had one college football playoff that Clemson has not been in it. They have three uh, spots in the national championship game, including two rings. They go 9-2 and two versus the SEC in the past four years, including a 2-2 two and two record against Alabama. 18-2 and two versus ranked teams in the past four years. The only two losses are to Alabama. They made the playoff with three different starting quarterbacks, which means that they have a bevy of recruiting that gets them through. So I'm tired of hearing, well, Clemson's just, they're, they're just, they, they haven't reached the pinnacle yet. They, they're just at this point where, you know, they're, they're not quite here, they're not quite there, but they're just happy to be there. And, and, and the stuff that you hear, from Coach Sweeney kind of makes you feel that way. And you get caught up in it. You really, really do. But I think Clemson right now is the Darth Vader of college football. I think everybody wants I think everybody wants to be Clemson, but I think Clemson just destroys people. I think it's time we stop step back a little bit and just said, you know what? Clemson's the best right now. I'm not saying that they're a better program than Alabama overall, but let's just stop with the, hey, um, you know, we're just lucky that we're here. It, it's almost condescending in a kind of way. I think that's one of the things that Coach Dabo Sweeney has to deal with is that they're going to be going from being the team where, you know, he talks about the rest of y'all and all that going to the playoffs. They're not that team anymore. They're not. More people will be shocked if Clemson goes 10-2 and this year than they'll be shocked if they go 12-0. and And that's an absolute fact. Clemson losing a football game this year is big-time news in the sports world. That's where the program is. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I think Clemson is the new villain of college football, and I think that everyone outside of Clemson wants to take down Clemson. You could also make the argument that they want to be Clemson. Why would you not want to be with what they've done here lately? I still think there's a beacon, there's, there's a set of people that aren't going to respect what Clemson does anyway, because they have the, the commentary where they play in the ACC. You can't help those people. Okay? It's not even worth trying to argue with them because they've got preconceived notions in their head and they're not going to change their mind. 
But right now, I think Clemson is the number one villain in college football. And you know who thinks that, who probably thought that first was South Carolina. But there are other teams that think the same way. You think they're not completely uh, crazy about that down at Florida State? Here's a better one. How about NC State? They, they went into the last year's game with Clemson, ranked highly. Everybody thought, okay, this is a great NC State team. What does Clemson do? Beat them senseless. But you want to know what the cherry on top of the cake was? You can have all those wins against ACC opponents, and people will look at you and say, well, that's soft. That's just soft. But when you go into the college football playoff on several occasions and you do certain things, one is embarrass nationally relevant blue blood college football programs. I'm talking about you, Oklahoma. I'm talking about you, Ohio State. And then, of course, last year in the college football playoff, just flat-out embarrassing Notre Dame and Alabama. Just embarrassing them. When you do that, you lose the moniker of, we're just happy to be here. We're the new kid on the block. You're no longer the new kid on the block there, Clemson. You are the hunted. You are the villain. You are the bully. You, you are the team that says, you know what? We're going to take your lunch money. And we're going to eat it. And you're not going to do anything about it. Find somebody who can. If you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I think Clemson is now a villain. I think that they have taken over that moniker now where they've got the target on their back. And it's not like a friendly thing where people are just trying to catch up. There are programs now that you've embarrassed that want to stomp Clemson. If you just look at, let's try Ohio State. All right, the last couple of times that Clemson played Ohio State, one game was close, the other game Clemson blows them completely out. You think Ohio State fans don't look at Clemson as like they are the absolute devil? But that is what is happening. And Clemson right now is Darth Vader. I think people kind of want to, they're like Darth Vader, like before he became Darth Vader. Like, I think it was, his name was Hayden Church when he was a kid. They're kind of rambunctious. They're going in with, they're like one of the young Jedis. They're hanging out with Yoda, which would be Alabama. They're still, quote, kind of in training. But they're going to eventually kill everyone and make everyone look stupid. Because that's kind of what they've done. And now everybody kind of wants, they want to be in that section with Clemson, but they definitely want to push Clemson out of it. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. Speaking of a team that could push Clemson out of that and has kind of been replaced in their villain role. You know, Alabama used to be the biggest villain ever, especially in the SEC. Auburn was trying so hard. To, to beat them. LSU, the same thing. Not to mention teams like Mississippi State and Ole Miss. 
I read something this morning where Paul Feinbaum said that Alabama's coaching turnover is something that will eventually kind of lead to their demise. You know what? I think that uh, normally when Paul Feinbaum speaks, it's generally, you know, a load of crap. But on this, I think he's right. You know, you can have all these great players. Great players are awesome. If you look at, let's just say, Michigan's team. Michigan has a top 10, top 15 recruiting class every season. Same thing goes for Ohio State. But if you don't have the consistency on the coaching level, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win. And what does that mean? At least right now, if you look at it, if you look at Clemson's schedule, do you think that it's out of the realm that they could go 15-0 and this year? I don't think so. Could Alabama beat them? Yes, absolutely. Could they slip up and lose to a team like Notre Dame? Yes. Could they lose to an Ohio State maybe in the playoff? Maybe a Georgia team could beat them in the playoff. I'm not saying they're invincible, but I am saying that Clemson right now, if they went 15-0 this season, it really wouldn't shock anybody. It just wouldn't. Some other numbers that kind of make Clemson the villain include, in the past four seasons, they're 30-2 and two versus the ACC. Wrap your head around that for a second. They've got two losses in four years in conference play. Pittsburgh at home, and then Syracuse on the road. And the last loss before that was when Jameis Winston was a quarterback at Florida State. He's about washed his career out in the NFL by now. But that's where Clemson is. You've gotten to a point now where you're the villain. You're hated, especially amongst the college football blue bloods. Because I guarantee you, if... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We had a big, huge summertime cookout, and you invited Alabama fans, Ohio State fans, uh, let's say, I don't know, pick another power, Notre Dame, maybe Southern Cal, and you had all of them together. And we had a big, huge cookout. The three of them wouldn't want to hang out with the Clemson people. I think there's just a level of Clemson's kind of came in there and knocked everybody off. And now that I think everyone's angry. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. By the way, I mentioned earlier, online, I found a post today where it talks about Uh, The top 25 coaches in the country. Number one is Alabama with Nick Saban. 237-63-1. Can't argue with what Coach Saban has done at Alabama. But number two is Dabo Sweeney. His record at Clemson, 116-30. When you're rated that close to who I think is the best coach in college football, 
which is Nick Saban, you're going to have some people that want to take you down. So we'd love to take your calls this afternoon on the uh, where you think, the, if you think that Clemson is now the villain, do you think Clemson is now targeted? Do you think it's at a point now where people look at Clemson and they're like, you know what? I can't stand them. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Maybe I'm just looking into it too much. I don't know. But I think that part of the reason that there's some hatred towards Clemson is because it almost seems like it's too good to be true. I mean, Dabo Sweeney goes and does all these motivational speeches where he talks about motivating young men and stuff like that. Completely with him on that. You go up and you see the football facility. It's rated as one of the best in the country. You got guys graduating with degrees in three years. All these guys going in the first round of the NFL draft. It almost seems like it's too good to be true. It's like having like, um, like a chocolate chocolate on top of chocolate cake. It's just far too sweet. And I think people are like, ugh, man, that's good like once, but we don't want any more of that. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Of course... The man, the myth, the legend, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk will join us this afternoon for at, uh, at 4 o'clock today. He will take you home. Now, I'm sure that Lawton will tell you that Clemson's not the villain. Clemson's just another team doing their thing, and they're just beating people senseless. Me personally, especially if you go online, the people that are tweeting at Clemson or about Clemson football, wow, there's a lot of hatred out there. A lot of hatred. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some Major League Baseball stuff. Are the balls juiced? JR from the 803 Baseball Nerdcast will join us here shortly. We also have a story about the Kansas football player beats up his girlfriend. How long is his suspension? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Other things we'll get into. uh, Where did Nick Saban want to go in 2013, and how would that have changed the college football landscape? We'll get into that as well. And South Carolina and North Carolina went to a battle over a recruit. The recruit heads to North Carolina. Is that a sign of things to come? Do you think Mac Brown's going to be able to get and keep recruits? Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later on here on The Rundown. Be sure to check out the podcast. I appreciate the folks that download it every day. Try to have it up by about 5 o'clock. But the podcast, of course... A complete rundown of the show from the day. You can listen whenever you want. It's like DVR on the radio, man. Best way to listen to the show, in my opinion. Unless you want to get involved on the phones at 803-978-1832. Shout out to the folks watching on Facebook Live today. Just find me on Facebook, and you can uh, interact with the folks that are over there online. As Sometimes they have like a show within a show. It's like I'll be talking about something up here, and they're talking about something else. And I look over there and I'm like, huh? I don't know what's going on. All right, I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. We'll be right back in a moment as uh, we preview the baseball all star game tonight. And are the balls juiced? Talk about that and more in just a moment. This is the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the rundown. Oh, yeah. I am Rob Sanders. This is this is like my theme song. It's my theme song. I mean, when, whenever I um, whenever I got let go, yeah, like it was ten years ago in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> now people don't because, know what let go means. You were, okay, fired. You were, you were asked, laid you were off asked to stop I, broadcasting from right. one radio station. And you had to go to another one. I like to look at the positive. No, no. Eventually, I went to another one. <laughs> but see, um, I was riffed, reduction in forced when iHeartMedia or Clear Channel back in the day uh, got rid of a whole bunch of people. Yeah. And that was the song that I thought of whenever I was walking out of that building. It's, it's a reference to office space. Of exactly. Yeah. And so all I, all I posted on my... Facebook right then and there was like, damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> and I was off for the next nine months, paid nine months, and I did nothing. And it was freaking extraordinary. Well, for folks. I love that, that song, by the for way. For folks that are listening, I'm, of course, we're talking with JR from 1047 WNOK. Mm hmm. JR is also my co host on the 803 Baseball Nerdcast. And since today we are talking about. The Midsummer Classic. We'll get into that momentarily, but you know what? The starter tonight for the AL, Astros pitcher Justin Verlander, is convinced that baseball's ongoing surge of home runs is not only the result of a more aerodynamic baseball, mm. but it's the result of a baseball that's been intentionally juiced due, uh, during manufacturing to produce more offense, and he thinks Major League Baseball is behind it. Yeah, and you know what? They they do own uh, Rawlings that supplies the baseball. So are you in the camp of their juicing the baseball? Well, I think this has been the long debate for the, uh, I don't know, ever since like April. You know? Okay. You know, usually you don't see a lot of baseballs that are hit out, you know, in the early spring just because it's not as warm. Okay. People say, hey, you know, it gets warm, the humidity... Balls start flying out, you know. Well, uh, but you know, with also the climate change, and spring was a little bit cooler in a lot of other areas. Those baseballs were flying out, and I think that this has started a lot of debate amongst a lot of people. Right. And I think you know when you have Justin Verlander that believes it may be juiced, or there's something different with the ball. Right. You have to take his 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 word for it or or his perspective and say hmm if justin berlander th thinks that way i'm not saying like oh my god the balls are juiced but you have to kind of listen to what he says uh, i'm in the camp of i don't really buy into that okay and, and i'll tell you why it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, so so it's all of these other batters with their launch angle and oh this is this is the real reason why Maybe pitchers just aren't as good anymore. Maybe pitchers are at the point now where they just pitch six innings and they're considered great. We don't have any pitchers that are like John Smoltz, Tom Glavin, uh, Greg Maddox, guys like that. I mean, that we don't have a great bevy of pitchers anymore. The guy that's starting the All-Star game, Verlander... He's having one of his best years ever, and yeah. on the flip side of that, he's given up almost, you know, at this point in the season, he's given up the most home runs. That, that he well, has hit, and, that he's let. Maybe uh, he's also 36 years old. He may be towards, he's definitely in the twilight of his career. Yes. But he mentioned he, yesterday, hey, I can't throw the ball 100 miles an hour anymore. But He's finding you know, new ways to pitch because you have to well, evolve. You, you kind of have to. Mm -hmm. 
this is like you had to find new ways to, to DJ when you ha- got rift in uh, Florida or wherever. No, no, I was fine. I was fine with not working. <laughs> don't don't worry about me. Well, anyway, but no, the, the reality is his ERA is right at three. Yeah. So he's the starting pitcher for the AL with his ERA at about three, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. I just think that pitching, the quality of pitching has gone down, and I think we're at a point now where everybody is relying on their bullpen more. I think more balls are being hit out off of bullpen players, which are guys that, let's be honest, if you're a middle reliever, you're not good enough to be a starter, and you're not good enough to be a closer. And when you go out as a middle reliever and you get jacked up, you give up two homers, that happens across baseball. It's just going to happen. The numbers just make sense. And what's going to happen like next year when they make a pitching change and that new rule comes into effect where a middle reliever has to pitch to three batters regardless? That's the Tony La Russa rule. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm dead serious yeah. because Tony La Russa would – Tony La Russa, you remember, he would change oh, no. at the drop of a hat. He yeah, he's care. like, hey, you know what? It's the – You're uh, not getting it done. It's the top of the eighth inning. You know, so, someone goes out there and pitches, like, for one batter. He, he may get him out or he may not get him out, but Tony's going to pull him anyway and make a pitching change. Well, and, you know. that's interesting, too. But – we do have the Midsummer Classic tonight. You know that the American League leads the overall series 44, 43, and 2. Mm-hmm. But they've won 15 out of the last 18 All-Star games. Something like that. They're 15, 18, and 1 in the last 19. But the overall series, they're only up by one run. That tells you the National League at one point had some, had some right. damn good teams in the All-Star game. Yeah, and some bats. <laughs> and some bats. Yeah. Do you think that we'll see tonight... Um, a decent pitching performance. You think it's going to be a defensive game? I am. Or, or I am looking. Are going to be I am looking forward to Justin Verlander versus you know uh, guys like Yelich, Bellinger, Baez. Would you rather have a game where we have somebody like Verlander goes out and deals for three innings because that's all he's going to pitch? Yeah, goes out and deals for three innings, nine up, nine down, have a seat, and then you know your other guys go on from there. No, no, I think he should pitch at least three innings. Well, I think he will, but I'm just saying, would you rather, in the Midsummer Classic, as a fan, would you rather see a pitcher's duel, or do you want to see where uh, it's like 14 to 12? I, I'm okay either way. You're vanilla as, as No, no, seriously. seriously I, I love watching baseball, and you know what? Uh, I, I never even thought of going to Cleveland. Right. You, you know, uh, for, for I'm this. I'm going to Cleveland. Oh, no. I mean, Cleveland. Yeah, have you ever been to Cleveland? I, I, well, stop, stop pooping on the city if you've never been there. That. I can do that okay? because I am a southerner and I'm not going up there. <laughs> but here's the deal. You know, I'm okay with baseball. If it's 14 to 12 tonight or if it's a pitching duel tonight, I don't care because it's baseball. Um, you know, I was watching, you know, the, uh, the scenes of last night before the home run derby right and man right then and there i was like man i wish i was there i wish i was there just for the love of baseball just for the love of looking at those cathedrals where we go watch these baseball games and just just kind of soak up the aura of it i guess i can understand that me personally i don't think they're cathedrals anymore i think you've got a couple of cathedrals left and that, of course, would be Wrigley Field and Fenway Park. Yeah. The rest of them are just uh, slap the name of your business on the side of the stadiums. That's just yeah. my opinion. No. But anyway, uh, do you have a pick for the MVP tonight? We've got about 40 seconds. I don't. 
I just want to watch you, a great game. You're not giving anything to the show. You don't no, have a it, pick it, for the MVP? All right, no, well, I'll tell you what. It's all a surprise, guy, by the way. Just kidding. I will be the, uh, the guy that actually comes out and says uh, who I think will be the MVP. I am going with Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves. And I know that sounds like I'm just— Like, like you're a homer? Like I'm a homer, but I think that Freeman— is locked in right now, and I think that he will. Uh, I, I bet he comes up in the first inning. He'll get a couple of hits, and I think that he is going to be the guy that will lead the NL, and they will pick up a win tonight. Hmm. So there, there's that. There you go, Jr. from the 803 Baseball Nerdcast. Man, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Strap in. It's time for the list. Today's list here on The Rundown is... Today's an interesting list. Today's list is the top five Cleveland Indians of all time. Why the Cleveland Indians? Because they are hosting the All-Star Game. You get some love here from the rundown when you actually uh, are the host. And, you know, some of these guys you may not know much about, but uh, I'm kind of going with some modern-day guys. And then you got a couple guys that, that have to be ranked up there near the top. But in my opinion, the five best that, that I know about that uh, – would be in my top five as far as uh, Cleveland Indians go. So here we go. Number five. Number five. I'm going to go with Kenny Lofton, the center fielder. He played some for the Braves, was just a great, great uh, player, could steal you some bases, and did some cool stuff uh, out in the outfield. Just was kind of a lockdown player in the outfield for the Indians. So uh, Kenny Lofton in my opinion, comes in at number five. Number four. Number four is, when I look at it, I'm going with just modern players here. Uh, I got to go with Sandy Alomar Jr., who was uh, the catcher, the great catcher there for the Indians. Uh, I just think that behind the plate, he would uh, did a good job managing the pitching staff, and of course, he definitely got it done at the dish. Number three. Omar Vizquel from... Of course, the Indians, uh, he played left field. He was all over the place. was just kind of like a Swiss Army knife. You can put him wherever you wanted, and uh, he would definitely do the job right. So uh, Vizquel comes in at number three. Number two. Number two is Jim Tomey. Uh, Tomey, of course, the big first baseman. The guy had, like, ham hock-sized arms and would go out there and just hit homers and would just bash things. So Tomey at first base. Uh, basically went into the Hall of Fame as a DH. But uh, Tomei, of course, makes the list as uh, one of the greatest Indians of all time. And number one. You got to go with Bob Feller, one of the greatest pitchers in history. And, of course, his time spent with, uh, with the Indians, you know, pitched for 18 seasons. Uh, from 36 to 41 and 45 to 56, only interrupted. Because he did four years in the Navy, 570 games, 3,800 innings. His win-loss record, 266 and 162. 
279 complete games, 44 shutouts, and a 3.25 earned run average. Yeah. One of the greatest players ever, Bob Feller, in my opinion. The best Cleveland Indian. All right, so there's the list this afternoon. The top Cleveland Indians, simply because the Indians are hosting the All-Star Game. For some reason, I even mentioned it on the show yesterday. Oh, yeah, it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> I, I can admit when I'm stupid. And ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, pretty stupid. So I thought uh, we got a couple other little stories I want to get out there today. The first one involves Nick Saban. You know, apparently Nick Saban's been at Alabama for a while. But Saban was reportedly interested in leaving Alabama for another job when his team won the national title in 2012. Texas mega booster Tom Hicks said on the Your Turn with Corby Davidson podcast that Saban reached out to the Longhorns through his agent following the 2012 season, and he wanted to know what Texas's post-Mac Brown plans were and apparently had interest in the job. Hicks says... Another regent and I had the conversation with Saban's agent, and he said, if Saban was a business guy, he'd be what would you do? He'd be what you would call a turnaround artist. He's not a long-term CEO. Fix it, win it, and go on. He knows he will never catch Bear Bryant's legacy in Alabama, but he'd like to create his legacy that he's won national championships at more schools than anybody else. He's done it at LSU in Alabama, and he knows he can win a national championship at Alabama. He knows that he can. But can he do it at Texas? So Nick Saban apparently was kind of, maybe he didn't want to leave, but according to this booster, at least looked in on the job when Mac Brown left. Can you imagine the change in college football if in 2013 Nick Saban said, you know what, I'm leaving the SEC and I'm going to go to the Big 12 and coach at Texas. Now, everywhere that he's been in college, he's been successful. I don't think I, I'm not saying that he'd win national titles like he did at Alabama, but he would definitely be successful at Texas. But think of the blow that that would be to the SEC not having Nick Saban in conference. That would be a huge blow. But you know what? This booster does make a point. When you have people that talk about Alabama and Dabo Sweeney going to Alabama. Dabo Sweeney doesn't, I think he's in the same boat with Nick Saban in that he knows that he can't go and catch Bear Bryant's legacy because you can't. It's just records that will never be broken. You can be great, but you're not going to be Bear Bryant great. So interesting stuff there with Saban possibly saying, hey, you know what? I think I, I think I might want to leave Alabama. Interesting. All right, if you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Apparently another interesting thing from this, uh, this setup here said that Mac Brown turned bright red. Steam started coming out of his ears and said, that guy is not coming here to win a national championship with my players. And he said, I said, Mac, I'm glad to see you have that passion. I didn't think you had that passion left. 
Brown ended up, of course, leaving Texas after the 2013 season. So Brown's like, yeah, he's going to come here and he can win a national championship with my guys. Mac Brown got a little fire in him in 2012. All right, so we'll take your calls on that, 803-978-1832. Speaking of Mac Brown, we'll talk about that in the next segment. With It's interesting, if you look at the 247 recruiting rankings right now, Mac Brown's first season with North Carolina, he is doing a heck of a job for the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, and they beat out several teams for a big defensive end yesterday. We'll talk to you about that. And we got a couple other things we'll get into today, including uh, the University of Kansas is not very bright, in my opinion, with what they're doing on the football front. I'm just a guy that thinks you shouldn't hit chicks. Sorry. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, also, I've got one other story that uh, that I'll bring to the table that a rivalry turns good. I'll tell you what that is in a moment, of course, here on The Rundown. The podcast for this show will be up about 5 o'clock today. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. I'll be tweeting out tonight during the All-Star Game. If you want to check that out, I'm at Rob Sounds Good. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Appreciate you joining us here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I tell you what, something came down yesterday. Uh, actually, during the show, I didn't get to quite catch it. But when I left the studio and I turned it over to Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk, the big defensive lineman, Miles Murphy, a four-star prospect from up at North Carolina's Dudley High School up in Greensboro, committed to the Tar Heels yesterday at a ceremony at his school. He picked the Tar Heels ahead of South Carolina, Florida, Alabama, and LSU. Now, he visited all four schools, according to the state, during the recruiting process. And the vibe online was, this guy's going to South Carolina. The number 117 player in the country in the latest 247 sports composite rankings. But a big-time defensive end that you uh, has the body that you can mold into a possible star. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. South Carolina fans and, and fans of... Every team in the SEC, they look around and they think, you know what? Uh, We have to battle SEC teams for recruiting, especially around the South. Now, I know that in Penn State and Ohio State and stuff like that, they're going to get a lot of the Midwestern players. I completely understand that. Clemson, of course, is the exception in the ACC. But if you look at the latest 247 sports composite rankings, North Carolina is currently ahead of South Carolina. Maybe it's at a point now where it's going to get tougher to recruit at South Carolina because in addition to having to deal with Clemson, which is a couple hours away, and Georgia that's a couple hours away, maybe Mac Brown is getting to the point where he's going to pull in some better recruits and keep them in the state of North Carolina. So now, in addition to having to fight Clemson for players, 
the recruiting road, it may be getting to a point now where it's going to be tougher. North Carolina currently 13th in the latest composite rankings on 247 Sports. But the other thing that you have to look at, too, compared to last year, Clemson was still up there in the rankings, not as high as they are now. They have the number one class in the country right now for 2020. Notre Dame is at number five. They basically play an ACC schedule, but I kind of put them in the in the Big Ten category. They're going to get a lot of guys from the Midwest. Uh, but Miami at number eight. Number 12 is Florida State. 13 is North Carolina. All of these teams are ahead of South Carolina at number 19. But look at who's at number 21. Jeff Collins getting the job done at Georgia Tech as they're trying to completely revitalize that program and take it away from what Paul Johnson did and getting out of, I mean, let's be honest, like the 1940s with that offense. He's got 19 commits, ranked 21st in the country. What The point of the entire thing is, is that it's going to be harder and harder for teams like South Carolina to recruit because now other programs are right there at their heels. At number 22, you've got Kentucky. I know I'm not supposed to mention Kentucky on the air because it hurts a lot of people's feelings, but Stoops up there is doing a heck of a job at Kentucky. P.J. Fleck doing some good work at Minnesota, but there's one other ACC team in the top 25 right now, and that is Louisville. Scott Satterfield was a good coach, and I think that Louisville may surprise some folks this year. If you look at their composite rankings from the past couple of years, they were up there near in the top 25. Petrino did a pretty good job of recruiting up there. If Satterfield gets his system right, Louisville could be a bowl team this season. Especially from where they were last year, that is a huge jump. But the recruiting wars are interesting to me, especially if you follow this stuff. And I'm just a numbers guy. I'm not saying that you could have the number 19th ranked class in the country and have 14 commits in the class and all 14 of them could go to the NFL. I don't know. I'm just saying on the actual rankings front, it makes sense that right now there are a lot of teams that are trying to eat up that space. South Carolina has consistently had a top 15 to top 25 class here probably for the past 10 years or so with the exception of when uh, Will Muschamp's first year. But now it's getting a little more dicey. And there are other teams that that I think are going to make some jumps too. Northwestern NC State, Tennessee is currently at 28. That's going to be better. It's just getting tougher and tougher to recruit, which I think that that kind of feeds into this season for South Carolina. You hear all the stuff about they've got a tough schedule, and I get that. But if they don't put together a good season here, you may not be able to buy some of the recruits into coming here because they're going to look at it and they're going to be like, well, Muschamp's been there four years. How can you have just six wins? When you have to, it's like when you have a joke that you think is funny, but you have to explain it, then it's not funny. That's kind of the same thing that goes with recruiting. 
if you have to explain to a kid, I've been here four years and we've done this, 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 and this, and they look at you and they're like, well, then why haven't you played for this? Show me your, your championship. Show me your wins over ranked teams. And that's something that right now, they don't really have to show for it down with South Carolina. So I think this is a big transition year for the Gamecocks. The more and more I look at it, and it starts with the Jimmys and Joes, because the man that has the X's and O's has to have those Jimmys and Joes to make it go. All right, be sure to tweet at me this evening um, at, on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Uh, let's see here. Justin says he thinks South Carolina loses six in a row to Kentucky, uh, uh, Texas A&M, and Clemson. He's following online today. Thank you for that. Ask me what I think about that. I don't really know what Kentucky's got. It seems like every year we kind of just put Kentucky to the back, but the reality is we don't really know what Kentucky's got. I think going on the road at A&M is tough, and I think Clemson's going to... I don't see Clemson losing a game at all this season, so there's your answer on that. All right, but we'll be back at it tomorrow. Of course, reaction from the All-Star game tomorrow, and uh, my pick... As I said earlier, I like Ronald Acuna Jr., or excuse me, Freddie Freeman, to take home the MVP. Look for, uh, look for that to happen tonight. Normally it goes to a player that's late, but I think Freddie Freeman will get the job done and take home the MVP tonight. Of course, as I said, I'm on Twitter, at Rob Sounds Good. Don't forget, Clemson Sports Talk is next. My buddy Lawton Swan will join us this afternoon. He's got everything you need to know about Clemson Sports. In addition to being the greatest show tunes guy I know, uh, I don't know if he's going to talk about what I mentioned earlier with Clemson being the villain. I think Clemson right now is the villain in college football. You can, uh, I'm sure you can get in with Lawton Swan and talk with him about that this afternoon. He's with you from 4 to 6. Next week, we will be at ACC kickoff. Uh, I know we're going to have uh, coaches on our shows. We'll have uh, some interesting folks, some players, all kinds of uh, folks that cover the ACC. We'll have it right here for you on Fox Sports Radio 1400 as we do our shows live from ACC kickoff. Both shows up at up in Charlotte next week uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. All right, as I said, podcast up at 5. Be sure to check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Clemson Sports Talk is next. Thanks for joining us on the show. And with that, this is a wrap. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.